FA Kokobas, Adjun, team leader Adjun. How are we? Hello, thanks. Uh, everything is uh, great. Um, it's just having a nice weather in Amsterdam. And then uh, also uh, very busy, uh, of course, uh, with, uh, with the work. And uh, in general, I would say it's, uh, it's going well. To talk to us about Adjun and who you are. For everyone listening, of course, uh, let me uh, start with uh, introducing myself. As you mentioned, my name is FM. I have been working at Adyen for uh, almost five years right now. I joined as a, as a Java developer and then uh, moved, uh, became a tech lead. I've uh, led the point of sale team for uh, two and a half years and then I switched to a new role. And in this role, uh, I'm currently leading the uh, developer enablement, as we call it. Uh, this started as a developer experience, and we uh, wanted to uh, broaden the uh, uh, the focus, and then we called it engineering experience. And now uh, we want to really focus on the enablement part. Uh, what does it mean? It's, of course, uh, um, we're basically uh, tackling uh, the challenges that uh, that can really improve the daily lives of our developers. Uh, it can be uh, anything right uh, about the, the local environment can be anything about the CI/CD pipelines, uh, the tooling, uh, quality insurance. Also, uh, I think uh, those are the uh, those are the topics that we usually cover in our teams. And, and I have been uh, working on this role uh, for uh, eight months right now. Uh, to talk about uh, Adyen, uh, who we are, uh, Adyen is. Uh, a Dutch financial technology platform and it allows uh, businesses to, to excel in the financial space. Uh, it's from online to uh, basically uh, in-store payments. Uh, we uh, offer a unified commerce uh, business model as we, um, as we explain. Uh, we started as a, as a payment provider. Uh, we started as a, uh, I would say, a gateway but then, of course, uh, within the years, we uh, scaled up from there and uh, became, uh, as we now call it, uh, the financial technology platform. Uh, we're, currently, we have a global presence. Uh, we have customers from uh, all over the world. Uh, most of them you probably use uh, daily without you uh, notice uh, that you actually uh, pay through Adyen. Uh, and then uh, this can also uh, differ from the size. Uh, we have, uh, uh, let's say, very big uh, technology companies like uh, Spotify, eBay, um, Uber, etc. And we also have some uh, traditional retail companies like uh, uh, Richmond, uh, for example. If you buy something from Cartier, uh, you would probably use uh, Adyen uh, uh, Payment Terminal. Uh, so uh, that is the that is the scale and the when we look at our customers, merchants, uh, that uh, differs from, uh, from uh, as you uh, as you can see, uh, from uh, industry to industry and uh, different scales. That's how I explain you to to friends and family. You, <laughs> you don't even know that you're using Adyen, um, but you're using your terminal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the less you notice, it's better uh, for us. Uh, to be honest, in the uh, in the in the flow, uh, we want everything to be as smooth as possible, so that uh, you don't have any problem with the, with the payment uh, provider, and you don't even notice that uh, uh, you are using one. 
I don't think for for listeners it's easy to comprehend the amount of work streams that that you have in the business that actually make up Agent. Uh, are you able to to talk to us about some of those work streams? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it of course changed in the past. Uh, when I joined five years ago, it was a lot smaller the the, the number of the teams, and it was easier to let's say uh, uh, tackle it with. Uh, I think when I joined, it was like uh, fifteen teams we had, and then it was mostly about uh, there were teams uh, more merchant facing. Let's say uh, building our back office, customer area, and then uh, we have, uh, of course, teams are really taking care of our APIs. This is one of the, uh, let's say, most busy uh, uh, applications that uh, in, our, in our platform. Uh, we have uh, teams uh, that were uh, taking care of the, uh, the acquiring side, which is the core of our business, mm-hmm. uh, which basically uh, the, gets the money. And, yeah. uh, and then we also have... Uh, the treasury and finance teams, which is basically uh, handing out the money. Uh, so when I uh, joined, it was again around uh, uh, that number of teams. But within the time, since we added more and more products to our, uh, our platform, of course, we also grew uh, in size and number of teams. Uh, right now, I think we almost have more than 40 teams. Uh, and at the start of this year, we decided, okay, this is... Uh, also getting a bit out of hand because the number of the teams are, are growing and growing. We need to somehow uh, group them again. Uh, and then we decided to go with uh, four uh, main uh, solutions, as we call them. And uh, first one is uh, we call it pay-in, so where we actually process and get the money from the shopper. Uh, those teams are basically, as I mentioned, the API teams, uh, checkout, as we say it. Uh, we also have a hosted uh, a payment page. That's the whole teams are taking care of it. Point of sale also is part of that. Uh, and then we have the payout teams where we actually uh, uh, pay out to our customers. It really changes from, from business model to, uh, to the connection that we have with the, uh, with the merchant. Um, for a market pay, it's a completely different model because you have to uh, pay out to to sub merchants, uh, and for uh, uh, let's say uh, for uh, for an online uh, uh, store, it's a lot easier because then there's uh, one merchant that you take care of. Um, and then uh, the third one is the platform engineering. Um, this is uh, our uh, let's say the core teams that are uh, looking into the scalability of our platform. Uh, that is really tackling the the, the challenges uh, with our frameworks, both that, that we implemented in-house or uh, that we are using from uh, from third parties. Uh, we, have, we also have our own infrastructure team within uh, within this solution. So it's really the, uh, the core of our platform. Uh, last but not least, uh, we also have a data solution, uh, which is a kind of uh, a black box for me. I'm, uh, I'm not... Uh, a data scientist or a data engineer, so I, uh, I'm not the, the expert to talk about what they are actually uh, uh, busy with. But, uh, of course, they are looking into our um, uh, big data platform uh, because, as you can imagine, processing this amount of payments, we have huge data uh, where our customers, of course, want to, to benefit from. And uh, we are providing this big data platform for our 
for our customers' uh, success. Later, we're going to touch on some of the platform engineering stuff and building your own technology. You, you touched on sheer volumes of data with transactions. Talk to us about transactional volumes and, if you like, revenue volumes or transactional revenues, rough figures. Of course, uh, uh, this information is public, uh, Elliot. Uh, we share our financial results, of course, every six months um, because we are a public company uh, and we have processed in 2021 half a trillion. Uh, this might sound like, okay, but uh, when you actually look at the numbers, it's, it's really crazy. That means that we are processing uh, almost 100 million uh, transactions a day. Uh, we have uh, 12 data centers uh, globally that we, uh, we maintain, we operate. Uh, we have more than 10 Postgres databases, which are more than 100 terabytes. Uh, I know, again, when you say all these numbers that might sound a bit, uh, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say useless, but uh, not very impressive, let's say. Uh, but uh, it really tells about the, the growth and the, uh, uh, and the scale that we need to, to tackle in, in the platform. North of 100 million transactions sounds pretty impressive to me when you say it at daily. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, I mean, uh, I can't really share exact uh, details of, of how a day looks like. Uh, and and uh, it's, a bit, uh, it's a confidential information to say uh, how many transactions we, we process a second. Uh, but uh, it grew a lot. At least I think that should, be, uh, that should be safe to say. Like when I joined and when uh, what we are doing at the moment, uh, yeah, we are doing six, seven times more uh, uh, transactions a second uh, in five years. It's an exponential growth and it's going uh, 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 as usual, it's growing uh, as the same uh, uh, speed right now. Uh, so that becomes a big challenge for us. This next part I've, I've always found really fascinating and uh, I've understood the, the business and use cases for it. Talk to us a little bit about Agent's mindset towards choosing their own technologies or building their own in-house technologies or infrastructure related? Um, thanks for asking this, to be honest, because it's kind of a controversial uh, topic. Uh, I have been doing interviews for Adyen, uh for almost maybe three and a half years, and I have interviewed many uh, developers that were really curious about like why we do this, why don't we just... Uh, go with some uh, out-of-the-box solutions. Uh, it also happens that uh, when we onboard the developers, which I am also part of, that uh, whenever I, I try to explain our uh, architecture, uh, they are always curious, like, ah, why don't we use this, uh, this technology? Um, let's be honest, right? Like, there are pros and cons into these kind of approaches. There is no black and white in this, uh, in this case. And for Adyen, uh, we are really proud of the, the platform that we built because we really like to be fully in control. Uh, what does it mean? It, it really starts from where you run your application. So we chose to, to build our own infrastructure. So we, have, uh, we are maintaining our own data centers. We are 
expanding our data centers uh, completely uh, uh, in-house. That is uh, that that has a very uh, uh, important uh, decision that we have made that helps us. Uh, we we completely we don't have any vendor lock-in. Uh, last year, maybe some of uh, our listeners uh, know that AWS went down for uh, for some time, and then uh, guess what? Adium was up. Uh, so uh, we are not uh, depending on any third party uh, uh, for the uh, for their services. I think that get, that gives us a big advantage, and uh, I think um, uh, we are very happy happy about it. Um, and the second thing, is, of course, when it comes to the application, uh, we have built our own uh, frameworks uh, for some of the cases, not everything, of course. Uh, one of the, the examples we, we always talk about is uh, us building our own uh, streaming framework that we, uh, which we heavily use every day. Uh, this was built uh, 10 years ago, maybe. Uh, and then back then, the Kafka was not a major solution yet. Uh, that, that, some, that was missing some of the features that we were we really uh, require. Um, one of them was uh, exactly one delivery uh, that was not provided by, by Kafka. And if you can imagine that for a payments platform, this is a very important uh, uh, requirement. Uh, and the second one was uh, the, the, the natural ordering of the messages. It also has to be uh, guaranteed that the messages are the streamed objects and that really follow the uh, uh, from the timeline. Uh, those two big requirements that at that time we set and we said like, okay, uh, what shall we do? And then that's the moment we decided, okay, we want to build our own uh, our own framework for that. Uh, I think that worked very well. Uh, of course, we had to do a couple of iterations to to make it. Uh, more and more performant uh, when, the, uh, when the scale uh, grew, etc. Uh, and then uh, today it's been heavily used uh, within Adyen. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we don't have Kafka. We also have Kafka right now in our platform, not a part of our uh, payment flow maybe, but uh, whenever we want to make a decision about if we either use a technology that is third-party, that's a framework, sometimes even buying it from a vendor, or should we build it in-house? We really try to make a basically pragmatic decision. Uh, does it make any sense to, to build this framework from scratch? Um, is there any benefit from it? Or if we are going to buy it from a vendor, what will be the consequences? We're trying to make that decision based on uh, looking at the facts. And then, uh, for example, right now we are uh, uh, also introducing a, a new RPC framework which we are going to use our the, the Jersey uh, uh, library, which is totally fine because there is no need to reinvent the wheel. There is already a major technology that, that does this job perfectly for us. And then, uh, we of course, uh, we choose to use, uh, use this technology. Um, so thanks for asking again because I, I really think it's important to, to explain this uh, in a correct way. Uh, because sometimes people really feel like we are way too conservative about uh, choosing the technology and we always prefer the in-house uh, solutions. That is definitely not the case. Uh, the important part is to, to, make, a, uh, to make the correct uh, decision and then uh, yeah, 
basically uh, sometimes it's building it uh, in-house, sometimes it's just using a third party. A few things in there. What does building your own framework look like or consist of? Um, of course, it starts with the requirements, right? Like as as as, as Adyen, we never have a, a project, even a, a product feature. We never build something that doesn't have any use case. Uh, so we we really like to to look into uh, let's say a requirement, and then we say, okay, we need to build something for this. Uh, does this make any sense to uh, again uh, uh, build it in house? Let's say we said yes. So we start uh, uh, building the framework for uh, for ourselves, especially for a case that 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 is present uh, uh, for for uh, for this example. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, we we keep in mind that that this framework can be used uh, by others. So we try to make it as uh, as abstract as possible, so that uh, uh, the others can also make use of it. Um, and when it comes to maintaining and, and, and of course the contribution from the other developers, uh, um, any developer at Adyen can write code to any part of the platform. We don't have any restrictions on our code base, so everybody can basically uh, contribute to these kind of projects when they see a bug or or maybe there is a nice feature that they think uh, the others can benefit. Uh, definitely, uh, the developers can can choose to do it. Um, and one last, I think, important thing about building uh, things in in-house, uh, we have a saying that it's a very simple one, things will break. And that's the reality. Uh, whatever the system that you design, whatever uh, the code that you write might look amazing, uh, you test it, uh, but anything can go, anything can go wrong. And at that moment, uh, owning your own uh, framework helps a lot because we know exactly how it works. We don't have to to debug some third party third party library, look into it, try to understand what's going on. Imagine it's three in the morning, you are sleepy, you just woke up from uh, from your uh, uh, nice sleep, and you try to understand what's going on. Uh, that that helps a lot. Uh, that helps uh, us a lot. Uh, so that um, we are fully in control, we understand what's uh, what's going on, and then we can definitely uh, do a, a, a lot faster and easier fix to these kind of uh, situations. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I, I will include some of Adjun's engineering principles in uh, the description for for people to see because that's one of them: readability. Right? It, it's it's pretty key. My my second question was going to be. What do you think the challenges and risks are looking after large-scale infrastructure when you build it yourselves? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, of course, uh, sometimes um, you uh, hit a certain limits that you actually cannot even Google. I'm going to give you one example uh, that happened uh, last year to us. Uh, one day, we were uh, basically, uh, some of uh, our friends, they were on duty and they started to receive some alerts. And then they have realized that uh, our, in our accounting database, we were not able to insert 
uh, more payments to, uh, uh, to the payment table. And everybody was like, what do you mean? What's happening? And then uh, after a very small investigation that we realized that we hit the limit of table size in Postgres. So we were using a, a let's say, relatively old version of uh, Postgres. And then uh, what we have built uh, in-house um, that the whole the cluster setup and the, 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 the load balancing of our accounting, uh, we realized, okay, we hit a limit that we we didn't know before. We that is, I mean, if you Google it right now, very uh, specifically, of course you can see it. But these kind of things that uh, uh, since you're building a, a system um, and you are uh, reaching a certain scale, you see these kind of errors that you have never seen before, or uh, it's not very common because. Uh, yeah, we're building something in-house, right? Uh, so we we were, to be honest, for this case, we were uh, we were already lucky, and maybe we were also, uh, I think, uh, uh, proactive beforehand because we already had a project to to tackle this problem to to uh, uh, basically sh uh, the shard the, uh, the the database, and then uh, we immediately take took action, and then we also upgraded our Postgres version, which. Uh, had more uh, size limit for tables, uh, and then uh, due to our uh, due to our uh, architectural design, of course, uh, a significant incident like this didn't affect any of the payment processing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, um, we we learned a lot from from an incident like this that that you 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 can really hit uh, certain limits that you have never heard before. I can imagine. I can imagine. The the next part that I wanted to come on to was it involves Adjun's evolution, which is a fascinating story anyway. It's a project that you're keen to highlight. Building your own bank is is something that I think is really impressive. You know, having your, your banking license approved over the last couple of years. Talk to us about that journey, talk to us about the impact that that's had on Adjun and, and what you've been building. Yeah, uh, that's a very good uh, uh, story, to be honest, to tell. Uh, first of all, it really shows our uh, unobvious approach to these kind of problems. Back in the time, Adjun was uh, very safe to even uh, buy a small bank uh, and just uh, uh, integrate with, with that bank. Uh, we could have acquired a bank even, um, and or we could have bought a, a banking solution, let's say, from a, a different company again. Um, but we said, okay, let's sit together. We already have a very uh, smart people, uh, clever people in the, basically in the room. Um, why not we just build it ourselves? Uh, because we already know how... The fintech works. We already are very capable of working with finances. Uh, that is definitely something we can tackle. Um, and the reason why we did that, that of course, Adyen um, doesn't want to become a, a let's say a traditional bank. Uh, we don't want to uh, have uh, let's say that kind of relationship with uh, with the with the shopper. Uh, but we wanted to help our merchants because. 
that was the exact reason why we built our bank uh, to speed up our payout process. So again, uh, there is always a reason when we start a feature, when we start a project, that we would like to help our merchants. We would like to grow with our merchants. And that was the exact reason when we said, okay, that's a requirement. Right now, the payouts, we really depend on third-party banks. Uh, we have, it's, it's a very good idea to build our own bank. Uh, and then we looked into the options. Shall we, shall we buy a bank? Shall we, shall we buy a, 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 maybe a, a solution? A, a, I don't know, as a service uh, kind of uh, approach? Uh, no, we said, no, we don't want any vendor lock-in. We don't want any kind yep. of integration. We want to build it ourselves. We want to, again, be in control. Uh, and then I think it worked uh, very well in the end. But currently, we are uh, uh, already paying out our merchants with Adia Bank. How long do you think that process actually took from start to finish? Oh, I, I was not... Um, fully um, part of the project. So I don't know exact timelines, uh, but of course it took us a couple of months to to, to build the first uh, proof of concept. And then uh, uh, we took a bit slowly, of course, that uh, uh, once we have all the integrations with the, with the national bank, etc., and then we uh, we tried out first, like if we can do this. So we, we, we pilot with, uh, with uh, some uh, merchants, uh, and then uh, in the end, uh, once everything was in place, that uh, we took it uh, completely fully live. Uh, but I would say at least a couple of months to for the first steps, and maybe in total, uh, uh, more than a year uh, it took us to, to build the solution. Uh, Adjun building their own bank is quite typical of Adjun's people principles and some of their technology principles, from what I hear. Um, your your formula fit driven, which is great, which is uh, how you run the business in essence, your values. And I can hear quite a lot around building your own solutions. You probably have quite a lot of architectures in place you could move over, no vendor lock-ins. And probably acquiring a bank would have created some technology challenges as well. So it's quite nice to see where some of the thoughts actually come from in in your decision-making as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, as I said, uh, we try to make the, uh, the, the pragmatic decision, right? So really try to see uh, what, uh, uh, what, uh, what makes sense. And, and also we would try to, to understand uh, if... Uh, a solution really benefits our merchants. That's the, that's the, the, the top priority for us. Yeah. Ajin have had some phenomenal growth. They're going to have even more phenomenal growth. So let's touch on the hiring part and, and let's touch on how you interview candidates, what candidates and people you're actually looking for for the business, even what relocation looks like, and, and you've probably gone through that process as well. So help us understand Adyen hiring. Uh, of course. Um, let's, let, let me start first uh, with, the, with the growth. Of course, uh, 
uh, when we were talking about audience growth, we always talk about uh, scaling the people. That's also one of the challenges that we have. Uh, the, currently, we have the, our headquarters here in Amsterdam. So most of our developers in Amsterdam. Uh, in, uh, back in the days, we had a, a Singapore office that's uh, mostly uh, looking at the, uh, the local development. Uh, same with uh, Brazil and, and San Francisco from the US. Uh, but uh, this year, we opened up two more offices that we call them tech hubs. So we have all, we are also hiring uh, for, for, for those two locations. One is in Madrid. The, the second one is in Chicago. Uh, doesn't mean, of course, uh, we don't hire for Amsterdam. We are maybe uh, more than ever hiring for, for uh, Amsterdam location. Um, as I explained in the first part of our conversation, that we have four solutions, as we call them. So four, um, let's say, different parts of the platform. Uh, currently, we have uh, different pipelines for all those four uh, solutions. So uh, when you look at, especially for a backend engineer, this is where I am part of the hiring and I know the uh, the most. Uh, when you look at the backend hiring, we you can apply to uh, one of those uh, uh, basically uh, solutions if you prefer to uh, to let's say uh, go for more merchant facing API design etc. That's uh, solution uh, is very obvious when you go you want to go for payments. Uh, we have uh, financial services and then uh, we have the platform engineering pipeline um, for the data uh, platform. Uh, as I said, I'm not the expert, uh, but we also we are also uh, hiring data engineers, data scientists for uh, for the uh, for the big data platform. Um, and now, when you look at the hiring process in general, um, the, for especially for backend for Java developers, uh, I have been here for five years. We have never closed that position. Uh, we have we are constantly hiring Java developers. Uh, we used to hire for a, a big pool of Java engineers, and then we were assigning developers to uh, to the teams at that time when they join, uh, whichever team requires the most. But again, with the number of teams that we have, 40, 45 right now, uh, it's it's also doesn't make any sense to 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 hire such a such a generic role and uh, and and just assign to a team. That's why we went into also a split of the pipelines. Um, and then when you apply, of course, it starts with a very first uh, round of introduction uh, interview, uh, as we call it. Uh, so you meet with the team, you uh, uh, basically talk about your uh, motivation uh, towards Adyen. Uh, we really try to understand if, uh, as, a, as a, let's say, first impression, if you are uh, really willing to join at the end, if you are a good fit for us, uh, that's the first step that we do it. Uh, and after that, we uh, uh, send you a, a HackerRank. That's an online challenge tool uh, that you have to uh, answer a couple of questions around uh, simple algorithms. Uh, uh, and then uh, the, the database is also very important that we also include a database question and then also some uh, uh, some questions that more related to your, your design skills, uh, that you answer these questions. Uh, we don't have any, let's say, uh, minimum uh, points, minimum score for 
uh, for this. Uh, we really want to talk with you to understand your solution, your way of coding, etc. So we have the first technical interview after your code challenge. Um, uh, so the, the, in this uh, step, we usually discuss the, the solutions that you have made. Is there any improvements that you can, you know, like uh, uh, that you can pose for your solutions, etc. That's what we talk. Uh, and after that, we go uh, uh, to the second uh, interview, the second technical interview. That is more uh, in-depth technical challenges, more about the system design. Depending on your uh, experience, of course, we try to understand if you are uh, if you are a person that that can tackle these kind of challenges as you can see uh, we always talk about a scale uh, we always talk about uh, uh, owning your own product designing for yourself we expect you to also uh, yeah. cover these kind of uh, uh, skills uh, and last but not least we will have you the last cultural fit uh, interview uh this one uh is basically uh um it really depends on uh also for some pipelines we uh, uh we do this um and then we try to understand this again that's very important if your motivation towards alien if your uh basically the way of working uh if you can own the uh, the audience style that's what where we try to understand like how you work with your colleagues how you with, uh, work with your team uh, that's that's what we try to check um, everybody at the end of the uh, recruitment process everybody meets one of the board members I think that's my favorite uh, interview uh, I I had my I still remember mine uh, when I had it like five years ago. I was with our CTO Arnaud back in the time, uh, and it was a lovely, friendly conversation with him, uh, just just to discuss about uh, finances, like fintech in the, uh, uh, industry, how it looks like, how the community looks like. Uh, that was a very, very uh, pleasant conversation. I still appreciate that uh, that we we still have that step. That's uh, that's very important. Um, and I think that's 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 how it looks like. Of course, when you explain it, sounds a very long process, but uh, it, it takes it very very quick. Uh, we try to, uh, uh, to of course uh, make it as smooth as possible, as easy as possible for the candidate. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, basically uh, that would be that. That's uh, what it looks like. It it's smooth, it's collaborative, it's one of the most unique processes I've seen towards the end of the process. Uh, CEO of the business, CTO, other people on the board speaking to candidates at all different levels, I think is is a phenomenal experience for anyone potentially joining a business. Uh, so I do think it I do think it's unique and I do think it's awesome. And I think your your system design approach, you know, it's it's pretty standard and pretty widespread across the industry right now. But uh, I think you throw some really interesting challenges at engineers, and I, I think everyone comes away enjoying the experience. I think that's a that's a really important thing to know. Yeah, that's exactly what I like about our 
process. Uh, I also enjoyed when I joined, and of course we are iterating to make it even uh, better for the candidates. Um, it felt very personal to me when I had my interviews with Adia, because uh, it was not, and I'm not saying again, there is no black and white maybe about this uh, approach, but I really don't enjoy the interviews where the, where the interviewer comes in and says like, Elliot, you have to solve this challenge without even introducing. I have seen this in my life without even introducing themselves. The interviewers are coming and then they say like, you know what? Solve this challenge and just wait for you to, to do it on a whiteboard. That's exactly what we are not doing. Uh, we, we try to make it as personal as possible. We to really try to understand if you are a smart software engineer, software developer, if, if even if you don't know uh, an answer to a question, how you think, how you come up with uh, an answer, it's already very important for us to understand your thinking process. Uh, somebody, uh, it's not like it's impossible to know everything uh, right now, yeah. right? Uh, so if if you are already capable of uh, of doing uh, and, and using the resources, uh, thinking together with the interviewers, uh, that's that's already a very good sign. That's what I like about Adian process. It's very personal. It's really about you, and uh, we try to make it uh, also a good journey for the candidate, not for us. Good, good. This has been a podcast that we've been angling for for a long time it's a journey that i respect massively from a people point of view a business point of view a technology point of view it's unique and i think that the listeners here today will have thoroughly enjoyed listening to some of your challenges and and your approaches for engineers listening just to reiterate some of what FA said. Um, relocation to Amsterdam is on the cards. Relocation to Madrid is on the cards. Check the guys and girls out below on some of their career pages. If you are in the US, Chicago's their base. Go and check them out. And FA, naturally, we're going to touch base in one, two years' time see where you're all out and see where see where some of the scale's gone to but for now a huge thanks from all of us at engineers oh thanks for listening and thanks for inviting for the for the podcast of course uh, Elliot. i think it was uh, uh it's also a good experience for me i i really like talking about adian i really talk uh, i really like uh being the the advocate for uh for the anti-engineering and the, the principles uh and then uh as you mentioned that uh we are looking for uh, for uh, uh, this uh, the, the great people that that wants to work with us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we will be happy to to receive all those uh, uh, applications. Good man. And from all of us at Engineers, likes, shares, subscribes, go and do it. And thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode. Uh, massively appreciate you listening and checking in with us. If you want to find out more about us and what we're doing, please check us out on social media. What we're trying to do at Engineers is build a community to drive knowledge sharing and experiences. 
Any feedback and comments are massively appreciated. We're always looking to improve on where we can. Thanks, guys.